we're very much creatures of habit and one of the purposes or maybe I should say one of the byproducts of retreat is that we notice our habits and we spend time actively trying to alter them at least the bad habits and also in retreat we try and set up good habits with the intention of carrying them on after the retreat so we want to really bring into our conscious awareness what we've learned from the retreat the bad habits of body, speech, and mind that we're practicing counteracting the constructive habits of body, speech, and mind that we've been practicing developing and make a strong determination to continue doing this after the retreat is over in other words not just say okay that was a nice three month experience now I can go back and do what I was doing before because we want to remember that the reason we did retreat was well one of the reasons we did retreat was that we weren't completely happy with what we were doing before retreat we wanted to practice the Dharma we want to change and so to remember our pre-retreat motivation and bring it to the surface now again too as we transition after retreat so to continue with the motivation that sees the defects of cyclic existence for ourselves and for all beings to continue cultivating the loving compassionate God of Bodhicitta wishing to become a Buddha so that our lives can be very meaningful and being of the greatest benefit to all beings is a wonderful way to make our life meaningful to reaffirm that motivation reaffirm what we're doing now as we're making another transition okay so you might find as you're making the post-retreat transition when you go back into situations that you've now had three months of space from there's a couple of things that could happen one is that you go back into the old situation or you might have even noticed it now since we started talking a couple of days ago you know interacting with people then we just go automatically into our old habits of how we talk to people how we think to people how we behave you know so we might sometimes be shocked by how easily we do that after retreat and so if we are we have to remember you know we had three months of training but we really uh, 
that doesn't mean we can sit back and kind of rest on our laurels, but we need to bring the mindfulness and the clear comprehension, the alertness into our life still and keep tabs on what our body, speech, and mind are doing. So sometimes we see that. We're kind of shocked by the old habits, how they come up after we've been working so hard for three whole months. And then sometimes what you'll see is you'll be in the same old situation and you'll really see the change that you've started to make in the retreat, you know? And that something will come up in your mind and say, oh, I don't have to do it the same old way. Or, boy, I'm really looking at this situation differently now because of the retreat. And so, you know, when that happens, again, to hold that in mind and really continue to cultivate it. Um, Because three months was, it seemed like a long time, but we all saw how short it was to start retraining the mind. And so we need to continue this now that the retreat's over. So what are your reflections about ending the retreat? And what have you noticed so far in terms of that transition, what's come up for you? I found out after Sunday, um, I was really, really tired. And mm-hmm. then he left the kitchen and said, I have to go. <laughs> I have to go. I suddenly, when he did that, I kind of checked my own mind. I said, wow, I feel like I've been run over by a small truck. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I've been doing a lot of listening rather than chatting, but it's still, I think, just the energy of the people on Sunday and just being present for them and sharing uh, I noticed that it's the energy is different and mm. I'm tired by the end of the day I had felt like that for a few weeks yeah okay. okay so you realize that when all the people came for our celebration then just spending so much time talking with them even though it was wonderful mm. then at the end being really tired yeah it takes a lot of energy to talk and be present and listen and really taking with you guarding the senses and yeah the vision especially mm-hmm. but even like when we have discussions like today you know in a couple actually Sunday every day I find sometimes I just get up and leave mm-hmm. <laughs> because I can't I'm not ready to I don't want to stay that long with my own words mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think sometimes that I mean for me it's just so easy to get into idle talk and I think like especially coming out of retreat talking so much it, it is tiring and it does, we do recognize how much of it is really unnecessary mm-hmm. and how much we repeat the same thing again and again mm-hmm. 
and, and how we talk about things that really aren't so important. I initiated a few discussions. <coughs> There's things I've been wanting to ask Carrie and Nan for a few months. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I'm glad that we had those discussions. Yeah. But at the same time, we go to a certain point and then I'm like, okay, guess <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've spent three months being more inward, and so you're used to being inward. Yeah. But we can spend a lot of time talking, and some, and and that's the thing about being mindful of what part of our conversation is really productive. Like when you said there were things that you were, um, you know, wanting to talk with people about. What parts of the conversation are productive, and then what parts do we just kind of go off and into yeah. mindlessness? Yeah, that's the thing that's too easy to do. Yeah. On my part. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, it feels very strange to me to be looking up to the audience. You know, usually mm-hmm. people sit. It's good if you can sit on the. Yeah, yeah, that that would be good. It's, it's. Uh, you know, I know you have physical things, venerable Tarpa, so don't worry about it. But it's. Uh, <laughs> I really see why the Buddha. Had it <laughs> where how's everybody else been doing? Well, um, doing really well. I mean, I loved it, um, and uh, being silent. I tend to be a silent person anyway, and so mm-hmm. that wasn't, didn't worry me about the silence. But the big relief, I think, was. Um, I found that I didn't think very, very much. Mm-hmm. My mind just seemed to be resting a huge amount of time mm-hmm. because um, just the whole dynamics. So I hadn't really realized that that would happen. It was very, very peaceful mm-hmm. and uh, satisfying. I, I hope that I can hold on to some of that. Yeah. Because, you know, the past is past. I've rehashed things so many times. Of the past. Uh-huh. And I don't need to go there. The future hasn't come yet, and I don't need to go there. And the present, we can't really grasp it anyway. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Well, so I just uh, love, love putting my mind there. Uh-huh. And, you know, I must say, I, I, I do feel like I, if I know that I have more renunciation. Mm-hmm. From this your descriptions, your teachings, and you know, the grossness of, of our situation is really penetrating in a very pronounced way. Mm-hmm. So, the enunciation is much stronger for me, and for the truth, it's stronger too. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned one time before, um, I really feel that Chen is a friend, and I hope to keep. Keeping with me. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't. It's so valuable. Yeah. Absolutely. I knew when I heard about the chicken that I had to come. The mm-hmm. month leading up to it, it mm-hmm. spoke so clearly to me that uh-huh. I had to come. Mm-hmm. And I'm not disappoint
And I think what you said about Chenrezig being our friend is very important because then uh, then you're really deepening your refuge and you're realizing that what you're f- I mean, what is Chenrezig, the Chenrezig that your friend that is your friend, you know, wisdom and compassion and generosity and ethical conduct and so on, and so making a friend uh, with those kind of qualities, then you know, uh, when we always turn to our friends to boost us up. So now, <laughs> you know, you're turning to to Chenrezig's qualities, and you you really see that. And I think what was nice about what you said about you know we've rehashed the past sometimes again and again and again and again and at a certain point it's like forget it you know (laughs) it's like it's not existing now it's never going to happen again whatever I need to purify I purify whatever I don't understand um, it doesn't matter whether I understand it or not you know it's like making peace with I don't know why things turned out that way (laughs) yeah because whatever happened I think the basic thing about the past is to learn from it Mm -hmm. you know because how are we ever going to understand why people did what they did and why the things happened the way they happened I mean maybe when we get Jhanic powers, you know, when you're in the fourth jhana and then you can go back and look at your previous lives, then maybe you can understand. You can read other people's karma and read their minds. But, you know, right now, if you had that power, would you want to go back, you know, 15 million eons ago and understand why something happened in that life then? When you were living that life, it was so important, and you ruminated about, oh, why did this happen? Why did that happen? And now it's all over. <laughs>